0: Please become an unfound supporter at Patreon, PayPal, or YouTube. Thank you. Alan Glasgow was a 32 year old from Benton, Arkansas. He was a father who had once lived in Canada. In late October into early November 2021, Alan seemed to gradually lose contact with those around him. First, with his family. Then with his social media friends, and finally with his two female roommates, he was never seen again. I'm Ed Densel, and this is Unfound. Dates are one of the most important pieces of information that can be collected in any crime or incident, especially disappearances. However, if you've listened to Unfound long enough, you know that we've had several episodes where the actual disappearance date could not specifically be determined. Everyone who knew the person agrees a disappearance occurred, they agree on a particular date range, but don't ask them to be precise because they really don't know. What if, though, the particular date can't be determined because people who seemingly have no reason to lie give investigators different dates that are nowhere close to each other, being separated by weeks, if not a full month, seemingly as if the person disappeared to each group one at a time. What then? Well, with the disappearance of Alan Glasgow, his family believes he went missing on one date. His social media friends say a later one. And his two female roommates have given a date that is even more later. What exactly happened during the final stage? And now a summary of the case. This disappearance is not on my friend Megan Landes' website, Charlieproject.org, but it is on Namus. To be honest, Alan Glasgow was a rough, surly character at the time of his disappearance, no matter what date you might pick. However, he wasn't always like that. Alan came from a decent family. He was popular with women. Alan worked. He got married. He became a father. Yet, eventually, Alan decided he liked the attention from women a little too much, which led to a divorce. Then Alan fell into a meth addiction. He went to Canada, where he threatened a woman with a knife. Eventually, this all led Alan back to Arkansas, where he worked at a gas station and lived with a mother and daughter who worked with him. Through all of this, though, Alan's family knew where he was, and he had a constant social media presence. So in late October 2021, Alan's family realized they hadn't heard from him in a while, although Alan seemed to still be on Facebook, Snapchat, and elsewhere. So the family didn't worry. Then in early November, the social media usage stopped as well with his last message saying how he was living in a motel, but was getting his own place. Then seemingly later in November, Allen stopped showing up at his job. He was never seen again. Allen's roommates were beyond unhelpful, even saying, quote, It doesn't matter where he is. Allen never spoke of leaving or committing suicide, and investigators still do not have much to go on. This is a curious thing when a person seems to disappear to different groups in his life at different times. It's almost like the Kurosawa film, Rashomon, or if you prefer, the Star Trek Next Generation episode, A Matter of Perspective. Look those two productions up and contemplate their themes as you also try to answer these three questions during the interview. Number one. Was the last message to a Canadian woman about the motel a lie? Number two, why can't the gas station owner or manager where Alan worked give investigators a specific last date of employment? And number three, do the roommates' attitudes toward Alan's disappearance tell us all we need to know about what happened? Alan's family can't help but think foul play occurred, given his choices and the behaviors of the people around him. The guest for this episode is Alan's ex-wife, Annabelle Lee. Unfound news. I have to start out by once again telling all of you about the new podcast my assistant Carrie and a listener Jill have put together. It's called Missing Chapters. It's on all the popular podcasting apps. They're going deeper into the disappearance of Paul Sanders, episode by episode. Next, the most recent Unfound Now is public on the YouTube channel. I cover the disappearance of billionaire Bao Fan from China. In doing so, I analyze the very common practice of some governments disappearing their own innocent citizens for purposes of re-education, abuse, and execution. Finally, my upcoming Teachable course is almost ready. It's called How to Podcast Better Than Anyone. Please visit the website and get on the email list at howtopodcastbetterthananyone.teachable.com. Thanks I'm so happy to have on this episode of Unfound, the ex-wife of Alan Glasgow, Annabelle Lee. Annabelle, welcome to Unfound. Thank you. Good to have you on today. And for anybody who is watching on YouTube, Annabelle is sitting there with her cat, Cinder. So Cinder may creep into the picture. It's a beautiful black cat. I'm hoping actually the cat does creep into the video for at least a few Mm -hmm. seconds so everybody can see cinder uh let's first talk about you annabelle you might uh guess this already we don't have too many ex-wives of missing um you know people on unfound so um why am i talking to you of course you know sometimes ex-husbands can be suspects in disappearances or exes uh, of either gender but uh what is it about you that you decided you know what i have to take this on and to figure out what happened to alan
1: well, me and his sister um are close. And of course, I have a daughter with him. She's 10 years old. And she's at the point now where she's asking questions. And I'm just trying to get an answer for. Her.
0: Right. Do just doing the best you can.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. And it should be known maybe I should just state this there is no nothing out there to believe that Annabelle had anything to do with Alan's disappearance. I just have to state that because we have covered disappearances where exes are surely the prime suspects and some have been proven to have done that. So, all right. So you're doing this, you have a daughter together. It makes all the sense in the world. Um, so let's just talk about you and Alan, you, you were a couple, how did you first meet? How long were you together? What can you say about as much as you want to say about your relationship with Alan, all of that put together?
1: Um, Yeah, we met when I was 16. Um, We met through mutual friends in high school. And we drifted apart for a couple of years and then reconnected with each other when I was 19. Okay. So when I was 19, we got together and I was pregnant at age 20, gave birth when I was 21. And we got married in 2013. Okay. And finally separated, I believe, in 2017. Okay. All right. Thank you for talking about that. Um,
0: What was it about Alan back then that attracted you to him, to some of his uh, better qualities? What would you say about him?
1: <laughs> I was young. He... <laughs> You know, had the, the rocker chic, he played guitar and we liked the same bands and just clicked over that. Uh-huh. Had had some things in common. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about his personality?
0: Kinda laid back, extroverted, introverted. What would you say?
1: He was very extroverted, very center of attention, very gravity pulling towards him. Um he was laid back he didn't care he had that too cool for school Mm -hmm. mentality so Mm -hmm.
0: all that was working uh for him back then Mm -hmm. okay all right and what may i should ask uh, i'm into music myself uh and i'm a musician sometimes um what kind of music were you into you and he uh what 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 taste did you share uh
1: mostly uh metal new metal death death metal just stuff like that okay all right well i'm a little
0: older than you and alan so i go back to like to the 1980s iron maiden and, and music like that i don't know how much i'm into the new stuff so Uh, Maybe in a different generation, we would have shared the same taste there, Annabelle. Okay, so you two were a couple, and you had a daughter together. And so I I have to ask, um, you know, maybe, you know, what did, was he working at the time? Were you working at the time? What was he doing with his life other than being with you, being a father back then?
1: Um, He worked off and on. Um, He did have a bad habit of not keeping a job very long mm-hmm. he uh he got bored very easily mm-hmm.
0: okay so it wasn't like he would get in trouble at work he just would decide you know and i'm moving on to something else
1: mm-hmm. there'd be plenty of times where like he'd go to work and just walk out mid-shift Let's see okay
0: all right uh i'm guessing that might have driven you nuts a little bit or or
1: uh, it, it definitely put a strain on things. Um, we lost a couple of places to live because of that. And you know, I'm I'm sitting here with a with a fresh newborn, so Yeah.
0: Right. And is that if I can ask, is that one of the reasons you were only together for like four years to twenty thirteen to twenty seventeen? Was that like one of the main reasons? Or was it something else?
1: it was one of the main reasons money issues was one of the main reasons
0: okay all right so how did he take it uh i'm guessing that you ended the relationship how how did he take it when you decided to do that
1: um we had ended it previously before due to infidelity oh um then we were working things out moved back in Together, and lasted for like about six months before I just I couldn't do it anymore. Um, he always promised that he'd change, and he just he he never did.
0: Okay, all right. Every everybody is one time in was two times in their life must been in the same situation. Certainly, my myself as well, although I've never been married, but I, I can certainly identify with that. Sure. Um, so you broke up. And were there any sort of arrangements with uh, the child that you shared, any sort of thing that on paper or did you just kind of work that out between yourselves as far as custody and if, whether she would see him and all of that, how did that all work out?
1: Um, we worked it out for ourselves mostly just because neither one of us could afford lawyers. That I mean, I mm-hmm. barely just got divorced last November. It took that long for me to be able to pay for lawyers and stuff. So um, we worked it out between us. I always told him that I'd never keep him from his child. And um, for a while, he was getting her every, every other weekend or every weekend, whenever he had the time and money to be able to take care of her for the weekend.
0: What kind of father was he? How did he and uh, your two's daughter get along? Uh, what, how was he?
1: There were times where he was a great father, like 100% just attentive and all around just per- like a perfect dad. But then he'd go through periods where he was a very aversive to her he would rather sit there and play video games than pay attention to her so it was it was a good 50 50 whether you were going to get, get the, the good dad or the absent dad okay
0: all right all right so you worked it out then nothing on paper and uh he would Take her sometimes every other weekend maybe every other uh weekend but his behavior was unpredictable uh, when it came to the kind of father that he was going to be okay let's move on to this now we haven't talked about this yet but uh he did have an addiction at the seemingly at the time of his disappearance do you remember when this started did he have that when you two first got together was this something that came and went did he go to rehab what can you say about him being that you knew
1: you knew him for a long time? When we were together, there was there was no substance abuse issues, um, yeah. mainly because we couldn't afford it. <laughs> and um, I think when I first noticed something was off was when he started dating. A girl after me named Pauline and he from what I was told I can tell that his behavior was off and he was definitely on something but I was told through multiple sources that he was doing methamphetamine okay wow
0: uh surprising to you given that you knew him since you were 16 years old and uh, you know, it does sound like maybe you had some other issues keeping jobs and everything, but the, did the drug thing really hit you from out of nowhere or not? It did it did
1: like yeah, I could, I could you know if he was smoking pot or whatever, it'd be like, okay, you know what? just don't do it while you have our kid. It's just you know, it's just pot, but something as hard as meth, yeah, it, it, it definitely threw a curve. Okay. Uh, Your opinion, once again, your opinion,
0: do you think it was this woman who got him into that or uh, was she already doing it? They get
1: into it together. Do you have any insight into that? Oh, absolutely not. She, she was, she was a, she was a good girl. She was, she was, all right. She was a good one. And Alan always, he always seems to find his way into trouble. (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) All right. All right. We, we ask for honesty here. And that sounds honest to me. Okay, that's what it was that that's the way it was. And that's unfortunate. All right. So he got into this addiction. And when you spoke to him, do you ever talk to him about you know what, um, maybe you got to get some help? Did he ever try to get some help? Anything like that between roughly that, I guess 2017 area and when he went missing in in 2021? Did he try to help himself out or not? Um, well,
1: he, no. he never actively um, seeked help. Um, I told him that he needed to clean up, but he never actively did anything about it.
0: Okay. Uh, I'm guessing that that might have had an effect on how you felt about sending your daughter over to him or him getting, you know, to see her. It, I'm guessing it did, but uh, you could uh, maybe say what happened there.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, But at the same time, when he was with um, Colleen, um, we had a phone conversation Mm -hmm. where he told me that he didn't want anything to do with Skylar anymore. Oh. Oh, wow. So he straight up said that he didn't want anything to do with her. He'd sign whatever papers to give me full custody. He just wanted to drop it and run.
0: And did that happen for a while? It did. okay.
1: until okay. Um, up until he actually got physically abusive with her. okay. And they broke up and he moved in to two friends of his. um he moved into their house. Afterwards, and then he reached out saying that he wanted a connection with his daughter again.
0: Huh. So he was kind of back and forth, back and
1: forth. Very revolving.
0: Okay. All right. So he has this addiction. Could that This could be a huge factor in that. And uh, we do know of people who get into drugs and they just leave their kids behind and aren't very good parents and everything. I mean, I, we, we know that. All right, moving on to this. You've already kind of talked about and You already mentioned the word infidelity. Um, you'd even told me that he was a pretty good liar when it came to women. I don't know how deep we want to get into this, although a couple of women are going to play a role here in a little bit. But is this something that he was always like that going back to when you first knew him when you were 16? Or is this something that started happening later the way you look at it?
1: I was actually having a conversation. With my boyfriend about this last night but uh mm-hmm. absolutely it was 100 always there okay. always there when um I was 19 when we had remet, met um he had come over to my apartment and we just never left <laughs> mm-hmm. and that's how he moved and he just came over one day and just never left okay and I was cool with that I was okay. like yeah you know But it took all of three weeks before he had taken my phone and was texting a girl and lied about it saying that it was his sister. Mm -hmm. So from there on, I, from 19 to, I think I was 25 when we separated for the last time. Uh I can't think of a single point in time where he was actually faithful. Wow
0: where do you think that comes from for uh you know we of course talk a lot about relationships on unfound and relationships leading to disappearances although I'm not sure that's what happened here but you know you already knowing and you, you met him very young and he was already like that just something uh genetic or something environmental from his family uh does he have siblings who are like that too how would you you know uh, what can you put your finger on that
1: um no he he his sister is 100 polar opposite of him hmm. i always you know <clears throat> i i make a joke sometimes i'm just like you know Brittany, you're, you're so different from the rest of your family i was like you must have been adopted but <laughs> uh uh-huh. um, okay so he was uh he was just like that
0: and yeah. uh, might have been like that from the first time he realized that you know, there was women and he was interested in them possibly.
1: It was almost like a very, um, narcissistic need for attention. Okay.
0: All right. Was he like that? Uh, what about the guy friends that he has? Was he very underhanded with them too? Or was he more solid with them?
1: A very underhanded. He, he lied. He manipulated his way into there, made promises he didn't keep, um, I remember one time he had um Skylar over there with them, and just like dumped her on his roommate, and went and locked himself in his room. And his his roommate was like, "What do what do I do with this with with this child?" Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. All right. So that's kind of a guy he was. All right. Let's move on to this. You did say that uh, besides the drugs, it sound, sounds to me like he was involved in actually some crime. Um, you told me about one time he held somebody at knife point. I mean, what ha- what happened there?
1: Yeah, he um, had met a girl, and she was in uh, Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Oh, okay. This happened in Canada. All right. He um, he got his. Passport, whatever, whatever. he was with her. And um, he lied to her about having a job. He was cheating on her. And whenever she would go to work, he would say that he was going to work too, but just be out walking around the town. And um, I guess between them, push came to shove and she asked for money to help for rent. And he panicked and went to an underground parking garage and held the lady up at knife point for her, her money.
0: Oh, my. And Biddy got caught, I guess.
1: He did. Um, he was on CCTV cameras. Um, and God. the the girl was actually at work. One of the coworkers was joking around and was like, hey, this looks like Alan. and she panicked and she sent it to me and she was like this is him like so she obviously um made the right steps and turned him in i also called hamilton ontario and gave them what information i could Oh my! Uh this uh, woman that
0: he was with was she a Canadian or how did how did they end up in Canada of all places? What what was that?
1: She's native Canadian.
0: She was native Canadian, but she met he met her in the United States somewhere.
1: No, um, they actually met online.
0: Oh, okay. All right, so they met online, and then he goes to Canada and gets in trouble.
1: Did he spend some time in jail up there, or what happened? Yeah, he um. He spent about a year in Canadian prison um, because when he went in, it was right around the time that COVID hit and Uh, shut everything.
0: Okay. All right. So this was in 2020. Yes. Okay. So he gets in there, uh, gets in troubles on camera, and then they kicked him out.
1: Yeah. They um, put him on a bus back down to Tennessee.
0: Okay. And, and so what did he do once he got back to the United States uh, to Tennessee? And we have to remember this disappearance happened in Arkansas, but he gets sent to Tennessee. What did he do with his life in 2021 until his uh, disappearance? Did you talk to him? Were you seeing him? What was going on?
1: Um, I had no contact with him at this point. So I just know based on what his family has told me because um, his grandmother but his adoptive mother cuz his biological mother signed over him and his sister to his grandmother so he called his they called their grandmother mom um so but she lived down here in Ashland City okay so yeah. when he got um sent on the bus down to Nashville he was here for maybe a couple of days and his brother, who was actually his biological uncle, drove from Arkansas, picked him up, and took him home, took him to Arkansas, where he was staying with his biological mother and his stepdad. Okay. So he was back in Tennessee for maybe a couple of days.
0: All right. So he was just there a couple of days, gets brought uh, to Arkansas. And you said Ashland City? Is is that where yeah. you yeah.
1: ashland city is it's grandmother
0: okay. that's interesting just off the top of my head i know it covered a disappearance in ashland city for some years ago judith emke from like back in the 1980s or something uh, we covered like i said maybe 2019 but she went like i said she went missing and i'm pretty sure it was the 1980s i'm doing this off the top of my head but i think it was ashland tennessee that's interesting okay moving on so he gets uh back here to arkansas my understanding is He went to work at this gas station. Hello, Kitty. Uh, Of course, all the audio people can't see, but the Kitty's sitting there just making an appearance. Um, Let's talk a little bit about him getting this job at this gas station. I guess it's called Hilltop. Um, What is your understanding? What have you been told? Maybe your his sister. How did he get this job there? What was going on there?
1: I'm not sure how he got the job. I know before that he was working at a Denny's out there um as a cook and then stopped working at denny's i don't know if he got fired i don't know if he quit um i'm not entirely sure how he got the job at hilltop i just know he did um that's what his biological mother said that he just he was working at a gas station
0: okay just like convenience store clerk
1: Mm -hmm.
0: working the register etc yeah okay um and do you think that, uh, I need to ask you about this again. Do you think this was a, his addiction was still with him when he went to Canada, came back, or did being in jail in Canada kind of uh, get him off that for a
1: while? Any insight into that? Um, his mom said that he acted funny and she, she thinks that he was still in an act of addiction, but I don't have, um, enough to. Fully speak on that i'm not i'm yeah.
0: totally fine so he's working at this gas station and um he was working with living uh having to hear in my notes maybe you could talk about this where was he living at the time he ended up living with a co-worker there or, or something w- what did he end up doing for living conditions or living space when he was working there
1: um from what i was told And what we know is um, there was a daughter, a mother-daughter duo that worked at the gas station. And he ended up staying with either the mother or the daughter or they both lived together. And he ended up like crashing on their couch.
0: Okay. All right. And we're not going to use their full names, but what do you know what their first names are? I have no idea. You don't know. Okay. I got that information. Okay. All right. So that's. The best we can do there he got this job at the gas station ends up working with i guess two women who were also working there and then going to live at at, uh where they're living and uh during this time of 2021 once he gets back uh, i have to i'll ask you again uh talking to him see him uh any conversations he had with the daughter that you share uh anything like that during this time
1: um, at this time, <clears throat> it's a really, really rocky road. But um, so when he got out of out of um, prison in Canada and he had made his home because he what I didn't know was that he got kicked out of his um, out of his biological mom's house. So he went to go stay with his brother and his brother's wife and their two kids. So I had finally gotten into contact with him. And, you know, he said, you know, I'm on, I'm on the right path. I'm going to start doing better. I want to do this. And, um, at that time, um, my daughter's mental health started taking a very, um, drastic downfall. Um, she's still too young to diagnose, but, um, she is on, on medications and, you know, she has oppositional defiance disorder. So she rages out very, very quickly. She what at this point in time, she was very, very fight or flight. And nine times out of 10, she picked fight. <laughs> and um, it was just, it was a lot. Um, okay. So me and him had talked and, she, you know, because she hadn't seen her dad in a while i was like you know well if you are 100 on this you're stable you're at your brother's house i know your brother you know i've never had a problem with your brother you know we used to live with him when i was pregnant so you know i knew that he was in good company um so we worked out a situation where she would go stay with him for the upcoming school year. So, cause I thought, you know, maybe a good solid relationship with her dad might help, you know, maybe he can do something that I'm not doing right. And she wanted to see him. So I made sure that was hundred percent what she wanted to do. And then we, me and him, hash- talked about, everything i sent him everything he needed um so she went out there and stayed with him it was the second week of august every time i talked to him she's fine it's great things are working out there was a couple of hiccups um i was sending him money at the time three hundred dollars a pop out of every paycheck that i was getting um And then next thing I know, he's getting kicked out of his brother's house because he beat the crap out of his nephew.
0: Wow.
1: And at this time, like, he's not answering my phone calls. He's not responding to my text messages. This was in November because it was a little right after her birthday. Um. So I'm sitting here like, where's my child? Right. (laughs) Right. Like, where's my kid? Well, come to find out, he had taken her and dropped her off at his biological mom's house back in late September and never told us. She was infested with lice. She was dirty, and nobody told me anything, so I'm sitting here freaking out, right? like you know, my kid is hundreds of miles away in Arkansas, and I finally got a hold of his bio- his biological mom, and you know she she was reassuring me. she' was like, I was trying to find your phone number. I didn't know how to get in contact with you, and you know. As soon as I got on the phone with her, like, she was like, Skylar's here. She's fine. You know, so she was, she was being taken care of, which was great for me. I was just like, cause I was freaking out. I was about ready to drive to Arkansas and just like start hunting. Right.
0: Okay. So he was taking your money. You're thinking he's, she's with him, but he just continued to take your money. Didn't tell you he wasn't taking care of your daughter anymore. Yep. Okay. All right okay so all right so all that was going on but eventually starts working at this gas station he's living with these uh two other women mother daughter and um given the, you know moving into maybe october of course you know and maybe i need to set this up for everybody right now if you go to namus for everybody for example you're going to see that the disappearance date is given as december 1st of 2021 but uh annabelle and the people are um and uh, Ellen's sister have been working together. You believe that the disappearance date is well before that, just to just yeah. to make sure everybody understands that. It could be early November, maybe even possibly late October, then maybe.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so just so everybody understands that as we start getting very close to this disappearance date, that this December 1st, uh, we'll get to why that maybe is the date eventually, but that is certainly not the date. Okay so um, what about his friends and you know he's living with these two how many people you, you told me that he had a you know very um, you know he's on social media quite a bit maybe that's how he met this woman in Canada and you know went up there um, were people contacting him and and, and it, like for example in October what was going on with him, his friends his family getting in touch with each other were they keeping tabs on him things like that?
1: Um at this point, all of his friends that I knew and had personal contact with had nothing to do with him anymore. He burnt those bridges. Gosh. Um he always had a very heavy social media presence. Mm-hmm. Um like you know music groups on Facebook and game groups on Facebook. Um he he was an avid gamer, so he would his he was always online talking to people discord servers okay
0: all right so he was doing all those things and then suddenly nothing like one day he's on video he's playing video games he's on these others and then the next day nothing
1: no it's just like he just kind of put his phone down walked away and was like "Mm, i'm done Okay,
0: um. Being that I just brought up that December first uh, date, where does that date come from? As best as you can tell, why is it written December first? Even though everybody knows this disappearance well, thinks it's well before that. Where does December first come from?
1: Um, I believe that was the date that his biological mother actually went and filed the missing persons report. I, I believe.
0: Okay, and we'll come back to that. Thank you for explaining that before we get into this. Okay, so he's um, uh, working there. And then all of a sudden, as far as people, you know, even though they've kind of distanced themselves from him. And what do you think as best as you can tell what date would you pick out of just to ask you a date? What do you think is a more accurate date for his disappearance?
1: The second week of November.
0: Second week of November. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to, for purposes of this conversation, I'm just going to say November 10th, okay? I'm just going to, even though we realize it might not be that, but if that's the best we can do, that's the best we can do. And I don't think anybody's surprised that maybe we can't get down to the exact date. Um, We have a, so people realize that he is missing. Uh, When does it become obvious to you? When are you alerted? You know what? Uh, People haven't heard from Alan for a while. When did you find out about this?
1: I mean, I had tried contacting him off and all. And, you know, me and his sister are always in contact. And me and his biological mother were in contact. And she had been going up to the gas station trying to get them to tell her anything about where he is is he okay and they wouldn't tell her anything um he wouldn't respond to calls text messages and i had asked um an old mutual friend of ours i was like you know well he might have me blocked on social media you know can you snoop around and kind of look and see if you can find him and he couldn't find him at all Hmm
0: was it uh like for example did he uh did he have facebook oh yeah he had facebook he had yeah. you know okay i'm just i'm just asking this is just an example uh, off the top of your head when was the last facebook post that he made do, do you even know i don't know okay all right that's fine all right so this gas station then was close to where his family lived was in dry within easy driving distance
1: i believe so okay
0: so they would go, they hadn't heard from him. they go up there and the owner or somebody else working there they're saying you know we haven't seen alan we haven't heard from him we, he's not social media he's not texting us back all of this and the people are there just like shrug their shoulders like i don't know what to tell you pretty much okay um at this point we're doing this interview on april 20th of 2023 Um, any idea who the last person was that you trust who saw him? Can that even be determined uh, approximately a year and a half later? Do we even know who that person is who, who saw him last that you trust? Their words are good with you.
1: I think the last person that saw him that I can trust would maybe be his brother's wife when he went to pick up his stuff.
0: Okay, and when, the- was, and when was
1: that approximately? I want to say October of 2021. All right, so
0: well before whatever we can tell is the best disappearance date. Okay, so that's the last person who you trust, and I always like to bring up trust because we hear a lot of stories about people. Uh, seeing a missing person and you're kind of like, well, I don't know if I, you know, that person's lying. This person, in fact, might be a suspect. So I always want to put in somebody we trust, somebody we believe who had nothing to do with the disappearance. Um, as best as you can tell did, tell, did Alan say he was going anywhere? Um, th- were there any stories, for example, that he met another woman and he was going to go back to Canada or Mexico or anything? Any stories like that pop up at all?
1: no nothing popped up um uh, he never said anything about going anywhere um we did a, a girl did reach out to Brittany, his sister um about having contact with alan through snapchat they'd met on an anonymous website kind of like whisper or something like that Yeah, and um she had sent us the last pictures that we have of him that she that he had sent to her um, via Snapchat. And she said that he told her that he was staying in a hotel room until his new living space was ready to be moved into. And then. November. He never got back on his Snapchat.
0: Okay, and we're going to come back to that conversation very important i think we need to look at that do you remember when that conversation or that chat was
1: um, <coughs> it was the last of october early november
0: last of october early november and you sent me those is there I, I do have them and of course i'll you know i'd like to post those publicly so people can see that uh is there a i don't know remember seeing a date on those messages are not now that I think about it not on those messages
1: no. not on those messages
0: okay all right thank you all right so people haven't heard from him and then eventually Alan's biological mother goes to police that's where the December 1st uh, date comes out and uh, what goes on the, the report is filed and what do the police? Dude, we're gonna get eventually to these two women he was living with. We're eventually gonna talk about them and some things,
1: but what did the police do? Um, I got a call from a detective who, you know, just kind of went down the list of, okay, well, have you heard from him? Do you know where he is? Um, well, where were you at? And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm I'm here taking care of a child. Mm-hmm. Um but of course, you know, rule like you said earlier, ex-wife. It's so ruling, ruling me out as having anything to do with her. yeah. Um and uh, I I gave them all the information that I had and um they said that they'd be in contact. And I never heard anything back. Okay. So we roll through the holidays and everything and just kind of you know hoping he'd pop up because he used to he used to run away he was he was a very i run away from my problems i'll create them and then i'll run away and then when everything cools off i'll come back kind of person um and then he just never came back (laughs) okay all right um
0: Any searches done at all? Uh, We're gonna get to once again these these two women uh, because this is a big part of this. But any places that he would have known to be, any places that he liked to go hang out, uh, any searches done, anything like that. Of course, we talk about searches a lot on Unfound. Anything done like that?
1: No, there was no searches done to my knowledge. Um, just kind of us doing what we can. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm all the way in Tennessee. I don't have the luxury of being able to drop everything and go to Arkansas. Of course you don't.
0: Right. I understand that. Of course. Um, Did the police go, for example, when it sounds like his family went up there and spoke to the people at Hilltop, they just kind of shrugged their shoulders. Did the police go up there and at least talk to the manager or the owner or somebody? You know, asking, hey, you know, what about this employee that you had and what did they say up there?
1: Um, from what I was told, they did go up there and they did question them, all mm-hmm. the mother-daughter duo, and they gave them kiss. nothing. Nothing.
0: All right, we'll come back to that. Now, he did have a phone. Do you know if the police ever did any pinging, any phone records that they get to see who he was talking to, who he was texting. Do you know anything about that as of us doing this interview on April 20th, 2023? Um, No, they have not told
1: me or his sister or anything like that.
0: All right, so we have no ping information. He did have a phone though, correct? Yes. He did. All right, it sounds like he used it quite a bit being that he was on a lot of social media, Snapchat, um, uh, all those uh, apps. So we don't have any phone info and uh, uh, my recommendation to you Annabelle is that if you can get that information, you know, ask, you know, I would continue to ask about that. That, you know, might be helpful. They might have looked into it already, but you never know. All right. So we have no phone records, even though no phone information, even though you had a phone, obviously on social media a lot. So let's move on to this. These two women who seemingly worked with him at this gas station, uh, you've already said that they were Uh, unhelpful and uh, when the police spoke to them, do you know if anybody in Alan's actual family has ever attempted to talk to them one-on-one?
1: His biological mother.
0: Okay. And do you know what the contents of that conversation was?
1: From what I was told as she went up there, was asking questions. They, she said that they were just lying to her to her face um not telling her anything wouldn't tell her where he was at and you know she's basically well i'm his mom you know i need to know where where my my kid's at even if he is grown i need to know where my kid's at Mm -hmm. and they just they wouldn't tell her anything i think if i remember correctly she said that they at one point said that well if he wants to be in contact with you he will
0: okay I have it here that uh, in our prior conversation, Annabelle, they said something in fact that what well, doesn't matter where he is. They said something like that.
1: Yeah, it doesn't matter where he is. If he wants to get in contact with you, he will. Okay. Uh, were they able to give a last time, the well, last date
0: that they saw him? November first, November second, Halloween, anything like that? No. Did they even uh, acknowledge that? He had stayed with them for a while. Do you even know? If-
1: they might have to the detective, um, but I, I don't. I don't have that information. Okay. Do you? Um,
0: you said you didn't know their names. Has anybody looked into their backgrounds to see if they're kind of shady? Uh, any criminal history? Any uh, maybe like Alan drug history? Do we know anything about that part of them?
1: Um, if the detective got into it i don't have that information
0: their place do you think that there was enough at any point for police to go over there like with a warrant and kind of look around uh being that it's that it seems that's where alan was living at least for a little while anything do, do you know if that ever happened
1: no it never happened
0: okay regarding uh so these two women who were there not being that helpful at least, you know, once again, we only have one side of the conversation here and we don't have their names anyway. Um, You'd like to think that they'd be a little more helpful in that. It very well may be they don't know anything. It very well may be they got up one day and Alan was gone. And given Alan's um, reputation with women, I can't, we, you know, they just might've said, well, good riddance. We won't, we don't want him to come. We didn't have anything to do with his disappearance, but we don't want him to come back to our place either. I think we can understand that given now what we know about Alan, but still he's missing, uh, Alan's stuff, uh, ever get anything back Did his family. If he was staying there, wherever else I'm, I'm guessing he had more than one pair of pants, more than one shirt, uh, were, were those things ever recovered from these women or anywhere else?
1: No. So when he um got kicked out of his brother's house, he had um two two plastic totes to his name, full of his stuff. Mm-hmm. Um where those have ended up, I I have no idea. If they were at the the woman's house, they never they could have thrown it away for all I know. Okay. Or he could have left them and took it with him
0: right okay so nobody ever saw any uh of his stuff again uh his phone of course is missing with him and that was that let's now go back uh, we're gonna go back to this one one more time but the snapchat woman uh they met over snapchat or something like that they never met in person right
1: right they met on a um anonymous app that's kind of like whisper from what i've gathered
0: mm-hmm. okay
1: I don't know what that is, but I'm
0: sure some of the listeners do. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's probably, it probably sounds like something I wouldn't do anyway. But okay. All right. So they met over line, but they never met in person. Correct. All right. Does this, uh, I'm not, we're not going to get into her name or necessarily anything, but do you even know where she lives? Does she even live in the state of Arkansas?
1: No, she is ironically also in Canada.
0: All right. he has something for Canadian women. Okay. All right. So they met over that and he said why don't you go once again state the story about how he was said he was staying in a hotel but he was waiting for why don't we get into that again why don't you detail that again for the listeners
1: yeah so she said that um she had been talking to him for about a month or so um and he was currently staying in a hotel and waiting for his new place to be ready to be moved into
0: now we'll just stop you right there uh since he went missing of course you're friend, very good friends with his sister you know his biological mother any news that he ever said that he was living in a hotel and he was going to be new moving into another place is that could that be verified by anybody who knew ellen well who was actually around him and not this woman in canada no all right so We're going to maybe guess that he was, and of course, this is his history, that he was just giving her a story uh, like it sounds like he gave many women uh, lines over uh, the years. Uh, Anything else about their conversations back and forth? Anything that he detailed about anything else going on in his life? For example, did he ever talk about these two other uh, women that he was living with or this job? Did, Did any of that ever
1: come up? To your knowledge? No. Um, yeah. He never told her anything about um, living with the hilltop woman. Um, he did say that he did tell her that he had tried to unalive himself and ended up in the hospital for a while, but was out and now living in a hotel and things were getting better. And He was waiting on his new place and things were going, going good for him. All right.
0: And is there any proof that Alan was ever in a hospital anywhere?
1: None that we can find.
0: Okay. So his biological mother doesn't know about any hospital visits. His sister doesn't know about any hospital visits. Anybody else he was talking to didn't know about any hospital visits. No. And what did he say he tried to do to
1: himself? Why don't you state that again? What did he do to himself? tried to unalive himself
0: unalive himself
1: yeah it's the youtube friendly version so
0: <laughs> it's the li- youtube ver- you're going to have to maybe for a personal you maybe what is the actual definition of that uh k
1: i l l himself
0: oh he did he tried to commit suicide
1: mm mm-hmm.
0: he did okay all right um but no proof that ever happened. No. Do you, in your opinion being that you knew you knew him since you were sixteen years old, does this sound like something he would say to maybe get sympathy from somebody?
1: Go away. Um, yeah, definitely. 100. percent
0: Okay. you once again, you knowing him, having child together, dealing with him for all these years, uh, that does not some uh, committing suicide is not something sound like he doesn't sound like something he would do instead. It might just be something he tells people to say. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Are you okay? Something like that.
1: Yeah, it, it's very much a manipulation
0: tactic. Thank you very much. Very good. That's that kind of strikes me as the same. Okay, so um she had all these conversations with them, and then all of a sudden one day, nothing.
1: Yeah, just completely uh-huh. radio silence.
0: Okay. Would you say in talking now? You, have you actually spoken to her on the phone? no all right just through messenger or something Mm -hmm. okay did she ever detail how often the two of them were going back and forth every day every day and so one day talking the next nothing again yep okay how did you even find out that she existed
1: um so me and um his sister have been um Sharing Facebook posts, posting in missing persons, groups. Um, and a friend of the girl had sent it to her and she reached to his sister. Huh. Okay.
0: All right. And you uh as best as you can tell, you find this woman believable? Yeah. Okay. How long did it take before? When did you find out about this uh, woman, this Snapchat woman from Canada? Of course, the reports filed on December 1st. How long after that did you find out about her?
1: Um, We just found out about her uh, last month.
0: Oh, this is very recently. Very recent. Wow. Okay. All right. Okay. So, uh, and do you know this woman's name? Have you kind of, I have to be asked, have you like, tried to check her out to make sure she's just not, this happens in disappearances somebody who's just a troll or something.
1: Yeah, she's she's credible. She was able to provide information that only somebody who talked to him would know. She had uh, pictures of, or selfies of him that he'd sent her. Okay. Um, stuff that just a, a crazy rando crime chaser would have. <laughs> right
0: okay very good thank you and I think that's great that you actually checked her out just didn't take her at her word good job for you and his sister okay so we have this woman Canada they never met in person and one day they're talking the next he is nowhere Uh, have you ever asked her what her she believes the date is that he disappeared be you know being that he was the one you weren't talking to him very much you hadn't seen him in a long time She was. Do you you happen to know what the best date is for her off the top of her Uh, head?
1: November November 21st. 21st.
0: So that's going November 21st. Mm -hmm. All right, so we're all over the place here as far as what this actual disappearance date might be. Okay, so this makes it very, very difficult. You know, we got early October or late October, the whole way to November 21st and you know you said the second week of november like i said i just kind of picked out a date of november 10th because that would be kind of be within the second week all right so we got these dates all over the map now yeah, something
1: it's, it's like a, 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 um, his sister it's almost like he disappeared in stages so yeah <laughs> um his child then he disappeared from the rest of his family and then he disappeared from the internet
0: right it's very interesting way to look at that i like that that's very interesting we are gonna think about that okay all right so it's very it's very difficult when we can't state the last date that somebody you trust is communicated with the person i mean it makes solving any kind of disappearance whether it's man or woman or drugs are involved or whatever else it always makes it difficult okay now I have to ask you about this. I mean, this is actually on his NamUs page and it has to do with what something I'm calling the smiley face car. When did this come out? Where did this information come from? What, I mean, it's it's in on NamUs. So this must be on some police report or something somewhere. What is this?
1: Mm-hmm. So the smiley face car, which... <sighs> It, it it kills me because the only thing when I think of uh when they say the smiley face car was a smiley face killer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was um I believe the last time that he was seen getting into a car <clears throat> was a car that had a license plate with a smiley face on it.
0: Okay, like on the front license plate.
1: I believe so, yes.
0: Okay. And do you know who this person was uh that stated that?
1: Um, I don't know 100%. I know his mom said that it belonged to one of the women at Hilltop.
0: Okay. I'm I, Okay. And we're going to we'll get to that in a second. But uh, who was the witness to this, uh, you know, that would even remember a car with a smiley face on it?
1: That Any ideas? I, no, they won't tell me.
0: Okay. All right. So this is something come out that when the police started questioning, talking to people, maybe the family too somebody said well you know what last time i saw him he was getting into a car that had a smiley face uh, on the front bumper so it's like one of those little yellow faces with the circle yeah okay like have a nice day type of emoji or something okay and so but this car just happens to be owned by those two women that we talked about
1: before i believe so yes
0: okay And of course, I'm going to say there's more than one car probably in the United States like that, but that sure is a coincidence. Um, And still, these two women have stated, we don't know what happened to him. Uh, Do we know if it was common for them to pick him up at work? Do we know any of that? No. Zero. All that we have is the story, and the, the problem is... We have the story that he got picked up, but this could have been like two weeks before he went missing, right? We just, exactly. we really don't know. All we have is a story about a smiley face car. And it seems we know like who owns that car, but those people have already been talked to. And they're like, well, we don't know. We're not saying anything. We don't care if he comes back. Nothing. Right?
1: That's the right. frustrating part.
0: Yeah, I'm sure it is okay and and i'll I'll ask you once again you do not know who these women are no i have no idea all right do you think that his sister or the biological mother knows who these women
1: are their names um his biological mother might know
0: we would not make them public but certainly i would like to check out because i can look up criminal histories and things like that that might be interesting uh to know. Okay. Do you even know if they're still working at that hilltop gas station in uh, Benton, Arkansas? I don't. Don't even know if they
1: work there anymore. Okay.
0: All right. So we have this uh, Alan, uh, a lot of things going on in his life. Uh, Drugs, drug issue, uh has a you know has a habit of lying to people uh misleading people lying to women in his life went to Canada got in trouble there got kicked out of Canada comes back you know just a very transient lifestyle Mm uh just seems like he burns a lot of bridges in his life people try to help him and then he burns those bridges taking advantage of people and then the last two people as far as we can tell where he was staying They're like, you know, we don't know what happened to him, and we don't want to talk about it. And it very well may be he burned a bridge there. And they're like, man, we don't want him to come back, so we're not gonna. We don't. Maybe something bad happened, but we didn't have anything to do with it. It's just so hard to tell without knowing who these women are and knowing, you know, a a little bit more about the situation. But they don't want to talk about it. Um, Where is uh, where are you at in all of this right now? Of course, as you just stated. You got this important information from this uh, person on Snapchat about a conversation, which I is somewhat helpful. Maybe thinking it's lies anyway, but still, you know. So what? You know, this is a fairly new disappearance. What are you and his sister doing? Like uh, maybe not on a daily basis, but weekly basis as far as trying to reach out to people.
1: Um, you know, we are still scourging um, social media looking for any traces. Um, just keeping up with posting, um, she went out to, um, Arkansas, um, and gave her DNA, I believe. Okay. Um, and also was asking questions and was looking around out there and, um, she, uh, went to the detective as well and was giving him more information, um, um, really just up front pressuring them to do something
0: yeah okay all right and that's so that's where we are right now Mm -hmm. okay um just a question do you believe it's very possible that being that this just happened within the last couple months the snapchat woman do you think it's very possible you might hear from some other Women he was talking to online or
1: something oh, without, like
0: that? Without a doubt. Without if
1: it's one thing Alan loved, he loved the attention of females.
0: Okay. What about, uh, you know, I'm not a gamer. I've never really been a gamer at all, but I understand that if you're into video games and that's what he was doing, a lot of that stuff is online, communicating with usually it's mostly men who play video games anything like that Have you thought about going into one of those chats maybe some popular game that he used to play online and start asking around maybe he had a a screen name that he used anything like that
1: yeah um he was big on ps4 um specifically dead by daylight uh groups friday the 13th overwatch um stuff like that and his uh his gamer tag was lullaby for a sadist. I see. He was a huge corn fan. Huge corn fan. Okay. Um so I, I've gone into gamer groups and I've had other people, you know, fanning out in Discord servers and stuff and we just turned up Nada. Okay.
0: And I do want to reiterate, no searches done uh, around the Benton, Arkansas area. I mean, I I have to say, I don't even know where you'd start, but I don't know the area, but.
1: Yeah, no, no
0: searches. Okay, very good. Do you have a Facebook page or website, anything like that uh, set up, or maybe his family has set up for his disappearance? Uh, Anything like that?
1: Um, I believe the sister, um, is working on one right now.
0: Okay. Uh, so a Facebook page or something like that.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. And I hope that when it is set up, you'll send it to me so I can link to it. Uh, you know, we'll get the listeners to go there and and follow it. And, um, you know, I have to ask you, uh, that is, you know, how does this family, how this family reacted to this? Uh, of course you're the ex-wife. Uh, you, of course, would love for him, I think, to be found alive, even though you are the ex-wife. Of course, you have a daughter together and everything else. But it seems like he's burned to bridges with a lot of other people who maybe aren't as connected to him, even maybe it be a sister. But you two have a child together, and that's a little different. You know, how has his family reacted to his disappearance, given, you know, everything that he did to them and others?
1: Um, they're all worried i mean at the end of the day you know family's family and they just they they want answers that you know every time i talked to his mom she'd ask me have you heard from him and you know if you heard from him would you would you tell me you wouldn't lie to me and i was just like well, i'm not gonna lie to you if i've heard from him i'll tell you um and uh is a uh, Grandmother, his mom, the one that raised him, um, you know, she, her health has been declining, and she just wants to know he's okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Like everybody, he ever,
0: uh, has he? Uh, this comes up, you know, we when we um, cover disappearances of people who have addictions, you know, a lot of times people with addictions do disappear and then they come back. You know, they'll be gone for a couple of weeks and we don't know where they are, and they won't say where they are, were, and everything. And then one time, of course, they go missing and they don't come back at all. Did Alan ever do anything like that where he went off the grid for a couple of weeks, nobody heard from him, and then just appeared again? Was this something that was part of his uh life or not?
1: Yeah, I mean, with me specifically, he he did go off the grid a lot. Um but I always knew where he like this sounds so creepy, but I always knew where he was um just because he's always like a really
0: big paper trail okay and if you can say when he would uh go silent with you, where would he be?
1: usually shacked up with a girl or just avoiding responsibility like I said he was he was really good at starting a fire and walking away from it until it went out and then coming back going, Oh my God, what happened?
0: Okay. All right. And uh, maybe I should ask you this as well. Um, Regarding this uh, addiction and everything, is there, does anybody who was maybe having more dealings with him, you know, late October into November, uh, was he back? uh, Was he using meth quite often? Was it anything else? Heroin, anything like that? Or was that it? Or what was going on?
1: Um, I believe there was a fentanyl addiction in there as well. Um, That's what I was told. and um, I'm not sure if he was using or not when he went missing, but I mean, you know, once an addict, always an addict. addict.
0: Right. Even if you get sober again, it's always something you're going to be working on. Sure. Okay. So we have to, but how was his health otherwise? Uh, of course drugs don't do anything good for the body, but otherwise uh was he eating okay? Uh, was he taking, you know, did he have any health issues besides his addiction?
1: Um he had a heart murmur. I remember I don't know, he has a heart murmur. Um but other than that, no, he was he was fine. He the last time I saw him in person, he he looked healthy. He you know, had gained a little weight back to him and Mm -hmm. okay okay
0: okay any final words before we complete this interview annabelle
1: yeah i'm if if you know something say something
0: okay once again we ran everybody benton arkansas and what part of arkansas is that in where is um Is it near Little Lot Rock? We covered a lot of disappearances in in uh Arkansas over the last six and a half years, mainly because my assistant Emily uh, is from there. Uh but um where is it in Benton? Um Where is it in Arkansas? Is it like maybe I'll just ask you this. Is it a long drive from where you live now?
1: From where I live? Yeah. Um so it's like I want to say maybe four hours on the other side of Memphis. So it takes me four hours to get to Memphis. And then when I get to Memphis, another four hours to get where wow, he was at. Eight,
0: eight hours. Okay. So that's not close. Okay. So, all right. Benton, Arkansas is where he disappeared. And that place, I just, so I, might, I don't know if I'm going to do a map uh, video or not, but this place is this place that he was working at this hilltop. That's what's called hilltop.
1: That's what it's called. That's what I was told it was called Hilltop, Pop. And I mean, you know, a lot of gas stations have like nicknames from the locals and stuff right, like that. Right.
0: So. That's right. They do. Okay. So I'll look into that a little bit as well. Um, Annabelle, thank you for being on this episode of Unfound.
1: Oh, thank you so much.
0: You're welcome. And that was my April 20th, 2023 interview with Annabelle Lee, ex-wife of Alan Glasgow. I thank her for appearing on both audio and video with her cats for this episode. Knowing you, the audience, the way I do, my guess is you're highly suspicious of that mother and daughter who seemingly were about as unhelpful as possible to police. Really, the quote, it doesn't matter where he is, says it all. To analyze their actions and words, We must really look at Alan instead. What I take away from the interview with Annabelle is that Alan hurt, at least emotionally, if not physically, every woman he encountered, maybe even his mother. We must remember this, meaning we should be open to the idea that although these two women had nothing to do with Alan's disappearance, Their experiences with him caused them to not want him to reappear either. They could very well view him not being around anymore as a blessing. The counter-argument to this reminds me of Eddie Murphy's Raw Comedy Routine, where he talks about how women are very forgiving people, much more than men when the topic is cheating and mischievous behavior. For example, many women will stay with men who get sent to jail, but my impression is most men will dump their wives and girlfriends should those women get incarcerated. But women will only bend to a point. Then watch out. Did Allen push these women too far? He could have. That was his modus operandi going back several years. But then we must wonder, why couldn't these women come up with a story regarding Alan's disappearance like men have done when causing their wives' disappearances? Instead of just being totally unhelpful, thus making themselves look guilty of... something. I don't have a good answer to that. But as we continue to study disappearances, maybe we'll find those answers although given the complexity of the analysis, we may not find them till the final stage of our education. If you'd like to hear and read my deeper analysis into Alan Glasgow's disappearance, please go to patreon.com forward slash unfoundpodcast and sign up. Until then, I leave the public theorizing up to you. And that's the program. Right now, while you are in your podcast platform, Spotify, YouTube, iTunes, wherever, give Unfound a five-star review, a thumbs up, whatever that platform allows. I thank you for listening. I'm Ed Densel, and you've just finished this episode of Unfound.